0: Are you listening? Hey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, God. Good, man? You? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to the Pastor and the Witch podcast recorded in Muncie, Indiana. This is episode nine, joined by my smoking hot wife,
2: Jordan Butler,
1: and we are also joined by a couple good friends of mine, Casey Charmel and Brandon Thrasher, also of Muncie. Hello. Hey. So... We recorded the last episode, and it was really heavy, uh, especially on, like, the Christian side. So, you know, depending on how things go, we might release two episodes this week. Oh. But, Thrasher, you were just telling a story about how much (laughs) you hate river people.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so we went uh, canoeing last weekend, and... it's it's fun like we went with like um ryan and steph a couple friends of ours and some other folks and other friends uh but yeah just like i was just saying that river people are kind of the worst because they uh (laughs) i just feel bad like talking about it um there's nothing inherently wrong with like what they do it's just the level that they take it to so there's like These, like, clusters of, like, 20 people on, like, tubes all kind of, like, linked together, and they're, like, day drinking and listening to, like, bad music and stuff. But I brought it up because uh, we had passed, like, a couple of people, and it made me think of you because they were listening to Four Non Blondes, uh, like, What's
1: Going On? Uh, And it made me think of you. Linda Perry's the shit, man. (laughs) She's written so many pop songs that people don't know that she wrote.
2: I could rock that song karaoke.
0: Really? I've it seen, just makes I've me think of, like, the, the <laughs> praise and worship version
1: oh, yeah. that you, you had told me about. Yeah, there was a – First Baptist used to uh, do a cover of Four Non Blondes, except instead of, you know, saying, hey, what's what's going on? It's uh, – my guilt is gone. <laughs> it was terrible. But uh, it's funny, though, because at that church there used to be this guy that was, like, a huge Kiss fan, and he would work – Kiss songs into the worship set. And it was funny because was a bunch of Baptists, right? So they didn't listen to Kiss and they didn't know it was Kiss. And they'd be like, this song's really good. And they'd be like, yeah, this song's off Destroyer and they don't know it, Grant. And I would just crack up. But it would just be like the music, you know? Be like, i just been working on this. Yeah, it came out on like Casablanca Records in like 1978, man. But yeah, so, you know, I kind of want to like want to continue talking but at the same time like we were in between recording you guys were like doing some really good stuff it's kind of unfortunate i wasn't recording Mm. during that time (laughs) (laughs) had had to be here i guess yeah had to be here muncie muncie you know muncie gets a lot of shit but for what muncie is you know i i talk shit about muncie like in a in a way that, like, only people from Muncie can talk. But I don't mean it I, – I, I don't dislike Muncie. I like yeah. Muncie a lot. Like, for what Muncie is, we've talked about this. Like, it could be a lot worse. And Jordan yeah. was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, it could be Newcastle. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, man. Yeah. Or Anderson. I'm going to get my ass kicked, dude. <laughs> or your town. Yeah. The way I think <laughs> of
0: Anderson is, like, if Newcastle – like, one over Muncie, or if, like, um, Anderson, yeah, it just seems like a bigger Newcastle to me, with, like, a, a mall that's probably failing.
1: Do, do you tell the story about when you lived in Newcastle, and you lived by that, that hotel? It was, like, a motel. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I lived <laughs> in an apartment above um, one of those, like, office spaces that would, like, sell fireworks, or I think eventually it became, like... Not, like, a Comcast, but, like, kind of an internet provider type office space. Uh, It was a really cool apartment, but it overlooked this, like, sketchy uh, motel, like, on 3, which is, like, the main street, and you just see, like, all kinds of odd shit, Um, but it seemed to, like, one of those places that, uh, I'm sure, like, in a certain decade, it was, like, a hot spot because it had, like, a pool, and, like, it was just kind of, like, this weird motel, but, yeah, you just see, like the weirdest shit, like, small-town shit. Um, I can't think of, like, a specific story. No, there's
1: that story that, like, you guys would... <clears throat> you guys would, like, sit out on your roof... Oh, and yeah. ...drink you... and smoke. Yeah, and yeah. And like, you would see somebody go into a room, and you could see the room number, and then you would call the front desk of the hotel, <laughs> and you'd be like, yeah, this is room, like, number four. We <laughs> need some more towels. And you like... The front desk people bring (laughs) towels like the people would be all confused like, thanks?
0: Oh man, yeah. (laughs) Jesus, yeah.
2: We'll talk about pranks. Haley prank called, well, she is nine and last night I I always check on the kids at night so she had a friend stay over last night and I walk in, it was around 11 o'clock and they were still awake so I walk in and Haley had her face down in the bed, and I was like, is she asleep? Because her friend was still awake, and she's like, no. And then Haley looked at me, and she started crying, and I was like, what's wrong? And she goes... I dialed nine one one and hung up. Oh and I was God. like, oh <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> in the inside, I'm laughing because I did the same thing when I was her age, but yeah. she said that she dialed nine one one and they picked up and she hung up and then they called back, whoa, and then i I don't remember she, she, she said that they were like, yeah, we had a call and it was this number is everything okay? And last night she told me she just hung up and then this morning she said that, She didn't mean to call the number, but then they asked if they, if she needed an ambulance (laughs) and she hung up again. But I was expecting someone to come. No one ever did. So I'm like, well, thank God no (laughs) one was actually in trouble.
3: Yeah. yeah. You probably should have came.
2: (laughs) Well, I know when I did that, I was, I was about eight when I did the same thing. And I remember I called and I hung up because I got scared. And a police officer came to our house just Whoa, to make sure everything yeah. was all right. But no one came here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you think they would show up and just yeah. like, do a welfare check. Like, you all right? Yeah. Not in Muncie. Yeah. Deal with it, fuckers. <laughs> I got a funny story. One time, Casey and I were used to play in a band together. Is this the blood spitting? Blood spitting. So. You spit blood in my eye. <laughs> oh no! Was that right at the beginning of the set? Yeah, I had to play the whole set <laughs> like this. Yeah, we was that a Halloween show? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Where was that show at? That was at um, what's that place on University? It, it shut down. The launching pad. The launching pad. Yeah, Dude, yeah. That, that was, was awesome. It awesome. was fucking all ages club. That was yeah. so awesome. Yeah, that wasn't the story, but that we uh was Ryan in the band then. I can't remember we used to do this thing in nomadic where we'd go up and i don't remember what song we'd open up with but we always called it the snare snap and you'd go up oh, yeah. and the drummer would be like just like and hit the snare he'd like hit the ride or he'd hit the crash and then he'd hit the snare and then you just start making noise and Aaron would be like you know the most the, the most the uh, funniest band name like the band name was nomadic but you'd be like we're nomadic. We're from Mozi, Indiana. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> we're really nomadic. Um, but as soon as he did that, I I took a mouthful of fake blood because we were just gonna spit it on people like <laughs> That was show. It. <laughs> and I spit it right in Kelsey's face. <laughs> 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 he was so pissed off at me the whole show. <laughs> and I looked at it. I look. I would look over at him like, because you know, back then I would like headbang the whole like yeah. show because I was young and could do that then. And like he's he was like. He was <laughs> squinting his eyes, and I could be like, oh, his eyes are burning right now. They were burning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, no, uh, James from Jungle Rot booked this club in outside of Chicago in Lombard. I think mm. it was called Rock and Roll Pizza, oh. and we were playing there, and it was a really weird, Drew was there, Drew Cleventry, he's coming over on Sunday, she's doing that. But Leviathan Rising, we always played like the same show, so we just travel together. Mm -hmm. And it was really weird. We had a uh, drummer in the band at the time that was like really bad heroin addict, and he would just shoot dope. It was like it fucking sucked. And I remember we're behind this venue, and uh, Brandon had just shot dope Mm -hmm. in like my van. So I'm kind of like, man, this sucks, you know? Because you're like in Chicago. Especially when you're not like doing dope, but you know, like you kind of you bend certain ways because you need a drummer. They're like they're the, always the hardest to find. Yeah. And we're behind this club, and we're just being dumb. And Casey, you know, like you wrote. Oh, coffee. I know what you're talking about. Casey has like some some coffee beans, right? <laughs> in in his hand. I don't know. Like we're like, we, did you just have those in your pocket or something?
3: I don't know, dude. <laughs> no
1: like so. We're, like, behind this club, and it's, like, in this alley, and it's, like, summertime, so, like, there's a bunch of people out, but it's all, like, I don't we hadn't even played yet, right? Nope. Yeah. We have not played yet, and we're just, like, hanging out, and Casey has a coffee bean, and I don't know <laughs> how you're holding it, but he has a lighter, and he's, like, burning it, and he's saying, like, it, it looks like he's freebasing, <laughs> yeah. and he's saying, like, caramelization takes place at 420 yeah. degrees, just, like, fucking around, and we're all standing in the circle, and I look over, and all of a sudden, there's this fucking cop standing next to me, right? And he's like looking at us, like like he was supposed to be there, you know? And he was like, "What's going on?" And Casey's just like still doing it, and like we kind of we all are like, "What the hell?" Like there's this cop. Well, there was a nursing home around, and a uh, old woman had, who with dementia, had wandered out of oh, the nursing shit. home. Around and it was the chief of police of Lombard, Whoa. and he was cool, but yeah. it was just like a, I'm sure, like walking, it was weird because Brandon was fucking yeah. nodding out in the van, and you're standing outside of it, and <laughs> of you like you're,
3: you know. yeah, but not super I, smart,
1: yeah, super smart. That was that was, that was some mm. interesting times.
3: There's another time where I don't know where we were, but we had that van that you bought, yeah, and it, um. I would always sleep. I slept a lot.
1: I could sleep on a fucking cactus, <laughs>
3: man. Yeah. Anywhere we went, I would sleep. And uh, I didn't have any shoes on, and we ran out of gas. Do you remember that? Oh, dude. I, I,
1: where I, you woke up? And I woke up, pushing? and I just had to jump
3: out and help push. <laughs> we had to go up this ramp to the gas station.
1: Luckily, we were like pretty close. But The gas gauge didn't work in the van. Uh, <laughs> oh, and my. we're pulling a trailer, and I'm driving. And all of a sudden, it's just like, no gas, you're coasting. But we could see the gas station. And right in front of the gas station was, like, a ramp that goes up it. So we, like, open up the sliding doors. And yeah, we um, had to like keep that momentum going. Momentum going, going yeah. yeah. We had, like, a fucking 12-foot trailer <laughs> oh, just yeah. filled with, like, two bands. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> but Casey woke up, and, <laughs> like, we're running. <laughs> and as he's, like, waking up, and I could tell he was, like, what in the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah. Only shit like that happens when you're, like, yeah, music, dude, I love
3: it. Remember when we played at uh, Center Stage and my amp for some reason it was shut down frequently, overheating or something, and it just went out. So amp
1: peg? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: and so instead of trying to mess with it, well that guy, the sound guy, came up and he was trying to tell me that it wasn't working. Remember? <laughs> yeah. So I just like threw the bass down and and just jumped into the crowd like yep. crowd surfed because so I thought yeah. I'm not doing anything anyway. <laughs>
1: Back when, like, there used to be a scene in Muncie, like, Mm -hmm. for a brief moment, a bunch of shitty metal bands. Yeah, we were one of them. We were one of them, dude. (laughs) I've never played in a good band, dude. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anybody who has played in a good band. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's like... uh, I, I miss playing music, man. I miss touring. I miss, I even miss, like, recording in the studio, even though I hate yeah. it. You know, I'd rather just play live. But, you know, me and Jordan are going to, I'm going to turn her into 2D Cole, and I'm going to be Fred Cole of Dead Moon, <laughs> and we're going to play until we're, like, 70. That's awesome. I'm going to get a drummer. I'm going to fucking teach her. Dude, I'm going to make her play fifth chords on a bass. <laughs>
2: so going to be up. It's funny, because he talks to me about, like, what style or genre he wants and I'm like well I gotta like it too (laughs) you know I gotta like
3: I didn't like pneumatic style I (laughs)
2: play. I for years I mean I can sing but it's just like I gotta find my voice you know but it's just funny because I'm like can we have like a mixture of hole and wind hand and um I don't know what are the other ones like that we've talked about sleep, Sleep. or you say sleep and um, nothing, yeah. like Grant. if nothing and sleep had a baby, that's what we were gonna do. That sounds awesome. Grant
3: really yeah. likes limp biscuit, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have a limp biscuit tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really, but I'm getting a dead moon tattoo, man. I'm getting the fucking the the logo, the crescent moon, of the skull. I'm gonna get three of them actually, fill up like this back part of my arm. This, no, this one. <laughs> you ever forget where, like, what tattoos you have? Cause you got so yeah. many, you're just like, I don't know. Yeah, I got a tattoo somewhere. Yeah, no. Have you noticed that? Yeah, dude. Uh, Does
3: the cover of Dope Smoker. The sleep concert that we went to. Dude. I got the. It was a terrible concert for me. <laughs> Cause I got that bear tattoo on my belly the night before. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> That was the first time I met you. Yeah,
3: I felt terrible. Uh yeah. I threw up the night before from that tattoo.
1: Dude, that tattoo's fucking intense, man. Yeah. I don't I, I could not get a tattoo right there, man. Is that
2: the one in your stomach? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like the mouth is the belly button. <laughs> yeah, they
3: yeah. tattooed in my belly button. And Dude, I didn't know no way. I didn't know they were gonna do that before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and which is funny that they were tattooing the Indie Alliance in the church. Mm-hmm.
3: Like, the talent like, was there the whole time. Yeah. Hanging out. It's That's funny. when I got my reverend, too, the guitar. Oh, I had just okay. bought that. I picked it up Whoa. at Guitar Center, and I was like, this is an awesome day. Yeah. <laughs> and then I threw up the night.
1: <laughs> yeah, there, there's certain tattoos that I
2: know I'll never be
1: able to handle in uh, that area. I won't even attempt it, man.
2: I already know what I want on my stomach, but, yeah, I can't. Like, I have a a a tattoo on my rib cage that kind of goes on my side, and it's completely going to be covered up, but... I've had my neck done I've had my armpit done but my stomach I'm like and my ribs you know that whole area I'm not looking forward to that dude
1: she got her her whole throats tattooed and she did her whole throat and I was there and uh, dude she just laid there I mean I mean like my neck both sides of my neck are tattooed but not my throat yeah
3: That's, that's intense yeah Dude, remember when I went to 111, I got my Vader tattoo. Yeah. And you were getting tattooed. I didn't yeah. know you were going to be there.
1: Yeah. I was Navy like, this is awesome. Jack. Jack tattooed you. Yeah. 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 You got Chief Monsey tattooed on you, don't you?
3: Yeah, on my thigh. Yeah. 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 And every new tattoo I get, I'm like, this sucks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> as soon as it starts, you're like, why the fuck did I decide to do this today?
2: Well, Michaela goes, what, August 3rd? She goes oh. August 3rd. Yeah, gets,
1: the rest of her tattoo. Yeah, patch. she's
2: going to get the color. And then I go in August 6th and I get my next... I'm supposed to get Philip Seymour Hoffman on my whoa. on the inside. But I think I'm dying for something on my lower arm. So I think I'll... I mean, I'm getting Philip and then I'm getting um, David Bowie from Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to get Helena Carter from um, Oh Merlin. That movie, I don't know if you know, but I'm, I think I'm gonna get David Bowie next. But yeah, she's gonna go and get her colored put in.
1: It.
3: Oh, go ahead. W- when did you get your Schlitzy?
1: Man, mm, Jack did that when he owned that shop up in Marion. Oh yeah. What was that shop called? <clears throat> I can't remember. I can't either. I just remember that twenty dollars Tuesdays for piercings. Yeah. I had so many piercings back then because it was twenty bucks.
3: I got a lip piercing the same day I got a tattoo.
1: Oh yeah. I forget what that tattoo shop was called. But isn't it funny, though, dude? Because, like, like, tattoo culture is, like, so different. Like, <clears throat> Jordan's, like, my tattoos are, like, punk rock tattoos. Not, like, punk rock doesn't mean shitty, <clears throat> but just, like, punk rock. And Jordan's tattoos are, like. Th- cool.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but the tattoo, like, punk rock tattoos and, like, the traditional style looks really good on you. Not everyone can pull that, that style off. You know what I mean? So, I don't know.
1: Thank you, so I'm not white trash? <laughs> no. Well, it's like when you go to uh, the Muncie Fair.
2: And you're oh. Like, you're like, fuck, do I yeah. look like this? Yeah, dude.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you think that too. Yeah. I that.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, I was a hairstylist for 12 years, so I've seen a lot of people. And with me having a lot of tattoos... I would see people and of course I would pay attention to more women but I hate saying it but like the trashy mm-hmm. like where it's either prison tattoos or they're just a guinea pig to somebody and I'm just like oh man that would suck
3: There was there was a guinea pig friend of mine that <laughs> let me tattoo them
1: I remember <laughs> that cuz Mitch was tattooing me and they came in mm, yeah
3: I feel so bad about that
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> He had to fix it. I can't take it back.
3: I can't take it back, but I'm sorry. (laughs) What was that tattoo up? It was a bird or something. (laughs)
2: Something, A bird or something.
1: (laughs) Do you remember when you bought a tattoo machine and you tattooed the hand on your. That's what Chief Muncie covered up. Yeah. He tattooed the hand on the sky. Well, I It was good
3: for. It was decent. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. for for someone who's never done it before. Yeah.
2: I got it tattoo gun is a gift several years ago because I was interested in like trying it out and I remember I got the tattoo gun and it and the pig skins that oh, you yeah. would practice on yeah. I didn't get this <laughs> it was really like I'm like all right just because it really shows that if you're an artist which I'm really not an artist but just because you can draw on paper doesn't mm-hmm. mean you can tattoo yeah like those pig skins were really Really strange.
1: Yeah. Wouldn't that be so weird? Like, going from paper to three-dimensional, like, and everybody's different. Like, Mm -hmm. some skin takes more than others. Mm -hmm. This is really weird. But it's also weird, though, like how IU Health now. Like, you can have fucking anything,
3: dude. Yeah. When I started there, they they wanted, they requested that I cover up all my tattoos. And I actually had to put, like, uh, uh, cover up makeup on my hands. I stopped yeah. doing that because I was like, I'm a secretary. Yeah. No one. Cares. I'm not getting paid much. No one cares. Yeah. Uh, and they never said anything. Well, they did a couple
1: times, but I still didn't comply. See, and that's like the crazy thing. So when I got hired on, it's like I can have pink hair. I can have mm-hmm. blue hair. Mm-hmm. And, I mean.
3: They know, also I limited could. like two earrings, one in each ear. Yeah. You can, you can have
1: multiple ear yeah, earrings. Yeah, my, my gauges, dude, mm-hmm. like, you know.
2: Well, when you got hired on and you did your like, um, whatever you call it, um, internship. Intern. Well, no, it was when you actually got hired on and you oh, did your orientation. orientation. People were thinking you were a doctor.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Did I tell you that story? No. No, that's well, awesome though. They yeah, they kept like they, they thought I was a doctor. I don't because know why. you're a
3: guy. They thought the same of me, and I was only really? a secretary. And they're like, oh, the doctor's here. <laughs> like, uh, sure. Trantley, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Where's my Vicodin? <laughs> 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 yeah. No, it's kind of funny though because like you know doctors don't even go through the same orientation and like that you mm-hmm. know us would go through. But yeah, IU Health's been like really interesting to me, man. Of going from like working at a church to where like there are no healthy boundaries like you can you're just on call Mm -hmm. basically and you're always uh, you don't have any you know like you're just at the will of your congregation to a place like like right now dude i have uh like a week and a half worth of vacation Mm -hmm. i've only been there since uh what february Mm -hmm. i mean that's crazy to me like i get paid time off and don't have to get like bitched out for it yeah you know
3: It's been mostly good for me working at IU Health. I mean, I was able to go to Columbia for three weeks,
1: paid. Oh, yeah, dude. It was awesome. Dude, when was the last time you were in Columbia? 2017. So we should tell listeners your wife is from Bogota, Columbia. Yeah, yeah. So, and you've been to Columbia twice. Yeah. When when do you plan on going back? Like, you know, say that, like, this COVID stuff, you know, outside of that, like, when will you go back?
3: Uh, We were planning on going this year prior to everything, um, so I'm not sure, uh, I mean, my wife, Paola, she has family there still, um, but mostly it's about friends for her, I think, and in the in the culture as well, the food, everything, I was actually just telling Brandon about, <laughs> Brandon brought a pineapple,
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, he brought a pineapple as a gift for you guys, <laughs> And uh, I was looking at it, and it has, like, these little pockets on the outside. But it looks like it would be pockets. And it reminded me of a a fruit down there called guanabana. And uh, uh, it made me miss going down to Colombia just, like, for the food. And the avocados are totally different than what we get here. Are the avocados bigger? They're bigger, and they're, like, uh, a brighter green. Like, the avocados we get here are imported from Mexico. Um, And they're not ripe when they pick them. Um, they're just totally different. I actually didn't like avocados until I went down to Colombia, and then I was eating them every day.
1: So what's that fruit called though that you just said? Guanabana. What's it taste
3: like? <laughs> Guanabana. Yeah, yeah.
0: I was earlier when you guys were getting cigarettes. Uh, I was doing like the Muppet
3: Show thing. Uh, so. Phenomena.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> dude. Totally. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Guanabana. It's a. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big fruit, it's green, and the flesh is white and it um has these pockets, and the seeds are in the pockets uh in the flesh and it's it's a, like really sweet fruit, kind of like it's kind of gritty, it's hard to describe what
1: color is it like when you open it up? It's
3: white, white, yeah, yeah, and and really i don't I don't like the fruit as much as I like the smoothies, and they make smoothies all the time down there, and it's all fresh.
2: Well, it kind of reminds me. Have you have you guys watched? Do you guys have Netflix? Yeah. Um, Down to Earth with Zach Efron. Yeah,
3: I just started. It's really awesome. good. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's like, a really good show. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know about this. But the well, it was actually I was like super excited. I couldn't stop talking about it. But the guy that's on there with him, uh, what is it, Dorian or Darren? Darren. Darren. Yeah. Um, he's, he he's he made cool. he created Shakeology with Beachbody. What? Yeah, because like I kept looking at him. And I was like, why does he look so familiar? He looks so familiar. And then it dawned on me, he's the one who created Shakeology. Mm. Um, but it reminded me of that fruit. I didn't mm-hmm. know if that's what that was. but
3: Yeah, there is a fruit that they talk about. And, and it is fleshy and pachy. Very like meaty. That. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what fruit that
1: is.
2: But that is a really good show.
1: Yeah. So great. M- what do you, uh, like the first time you went to Colombia? because I remember like when I first met your wife, mm-hmm. right, before you guys were married. I found out she was, she was from Colombia. Talked about Pablo. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. like, so I remember what was that. it like when like Pablo Escobar <laughs> yeah. like, that whole like the fucking Medellin cartel was yeah. going on? Yeah. And she looked at me like I was crazy, and she's yeah. like, I don't know. I'm Like, what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> like, you know? And so, because I you know I've read like Killing Pablo and, mm-hmm.
3: and just like. Be- Medellin is. Uh- I, I forget how long exactly, but I think it's, like, six hours away from Bogota. It's not that far away. And then, so there is, like, some remnant from that whole era uh, that you can see in Bogota as well.
1: Yeah, because he had, uh, you know, I mean, he he, he was killed in Bogota, mm-hmm. you know. But so the first time you went there, though, like, mm-hmm. what was some of the, like, things that, like, you remember that jumped out to you that was different or just unique?
3: There's a lot of homelessness. Yeah. Um, it's a very poor nation in general. Um, so the people who are like selling food on the streets, um, they've been doing that for a long time. It's their family business, you know, and they don't make much money at all. Uh, and there's a lot of homeless dogs too, which makes me sad. <laughs> uh, there was this one dog. We went into the mountains. Um, I forget what what they're called. I always call it Miley Cyrus because that's what it sounded like, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> uh, but that's not what it is. Um, but there was this dog up there that was like a Chow or something, and I wanted to go up and pet it. But Paolo was like, "These are these are homeless dogs, and they're they can be aggressive. Like, don't go up and just pet any dog." <laughs> Which my nature, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, puppy, you know." <laughs> um, and I remember too, like they give free samples out because they went your business, so there was these samples of food, and I went ahead of my wife just because I was excited. I was, I'm in a new nation, a uh, new language. I don't know what's going on, um, and this guy hands me something. food, I assume, and uh, I sample it, and I'm like, this is gross. It's like gritty and juicy. Uh, I, I don't know what it was, and then my wife tells me that it was pig intestines,
1: <laughs> so that yeah. is that like common like in poor countries? Cause like I you know first time on tour in Mexico, mm-hmm. like you go into a restaurant and there's dogs underneath the table. Yeah, street dogs everywhere. Yeah.
3: I don't know. Uh, I I found it really strange. Um, just cause like like here in the Midwest, I mean I I'm generalizing, but it seems like people care about.
1: Yeah the dogs and the animals around no one cared well in mexico man because like, i was kind of like yeah, you see dogs and you first thing you want to do is pet them mm-hmm. and people down there they hated them because mm-hmm. they carry disease they're street yeah. dogs you know yeah. and like i remember one time i saw these two cops just beating the shit out of a dog mm-hmm. and it was like shocking because and i was like oh and that's all i said really loud and the, one of the guys with those was like hey man like don't do that like You're not in the States. Like, Mm. these are cops. Like, you're in Mexico. Yeah. You know, you'll get, they'll shake you down. Yeah. And it was like, but they were, I've never seen, I don't know if I've, in my life in America, I mean, I've seen people be, like, yell at a dog or something, but I've never been, like, in public and seen somebody be mean to an animal. And me being a pacifist, that's like, that's a good reason not to be a pacifist for a man.
3: Yeah. To
1: stop that, you know, but when I saw that it was just like so shocking cause I mean they were like they are punching this dog yeah. and kicking it and there's two of them and there's, cause there's like three kinds of cops in Mexico and they were like the first level where they don't have cars and mm-hmm. they, sh- they stand out in front of businesses and stuff and but when we were on tour we you know they feed you and they were giving a lot of meat to me I mm-hmm. ate meat you know yeah. so I was giving it to the dogs mm-hmm. and when Give it's kind of like giving food to a seagull on a beach here, where all of a sudden you have fifty yeah. seagulls. Around. It was like that with dogs. Yeah, you know? like you get a pack of dogs following you. you
3: mm-hmm.
1: know? I didn't see any Boston Terriers, so was, <laughs> you know. or boxers or boxers. Yeah, the police were the police militarized down in Mexico. Yeah, so they have like I forget what it's like a local police and then they have a, a federal police and the or a, a state police and the state police have cars but then the federal police are the ones that go in convoys and they're like they look like all tactical and Mm -hmm. militarized. they Mm -hmm. drive in like with like 50 calibers and stuff we were Mm -hmm. in a small town somewhere and um this like we were on tour with like a Mexican band so they like were our guides basically and they were taking us to this like really cool taco stand and it was awesome like Mexican like food down there was great Mm -hmm. and um but I remember we were walking through this small town to go to this, like, food cart. And, um, like, all of a sudden there was probably, I don't know, there was probably, like, 15 trucks with machine guns and hmm. filled with just, like, those. And they flew through the town just flying. And, uh, you know, every, it's like in the movies where people start running and dogs are running. and Yeah. mothers are grabbing their children and stuff. And they're all, you know, they all have, like... They look like they're getting ready to go raid something, mm-hmm. but like where, whenever you went through a checkpoint or you entered a city, you would get these cards. Like people would come up and give you these cards, and they were like business cards. And of course, it's in Spanish, but it would say like, basically like turn in like police corruption. Oh wow! And but all our guys were like, yeah, don't you would never want to call that number because like, you know, it's basically a target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like the cartels are crazy
3: yeah. you know yeah. well there's still like guerrilla fighters down in colombia and that's still a pretty big thing but uh so is
1: like the FARC? does that still exist yeah in yeah okay.
3: yeah last time we went down there 2017 i was down there with um well with my family but i went on a uh motorcycle trip with jake jones yeah yeah it was awesome i loved it cool. uh but we rented these motorcycles which it took a lot of time and it was a hassle to try to find motorcycles and we we found these Cheap ones. Uh, mine ended up being this like really low-powered Chinese motorcycle called a Pulsar, dude. And like, there's mountains. It's, the whole city is surrounded by mountains, and the traffic's crazy. Uh, and immediately, when we first get our bikes, like Jake's having to run an errand or something, and I lose him. So I'm in the middle of Bogota, crazy traffic, busy area. I don't know where Jake is. I'm like, I don't have a phone or anything. I, I barely speak Spanish. So I'm like, oh, man, this is, like, already intense. Which I knew, you know, it's Jake Jones. Something's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we 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 find each other somehow, luckily. Um, but uh, we ran into militarized police, like a checkpoint, where I had to show my, my passport. And I had a big knife on me because we are doing a camping trip. And I didn't know this. Well... Paolo might have told me, might have warned me, uh, but it's not exactly legal to carry a big old knife on you. Oh. So I was like, I was concerned, uh, but this guy, this militarized police guy, like takes it out and Jake's translating for me because I don't speak well enough Spanish to, to communicate uh, well enough. But the, this guy like takes out the knife and he's like looking at it and he like starts flipping it in his hand, like really cool, like like in the movies, like I'm like impressed. <laughs> Uh, and he, he just kind of like nods and like, yeah, that's cool. And hands it back to me. Surprisingly, like he didn't do anything else. He just hands it back to me and sends us on our way. But later, uh, that motorcycle trip, the, the night before we were leaving back to the States was when we came back. So I was on the, the bus station and Jake had to leave. So I was all, all by myself on this bus station trying to get back to, uh, where we're staying I have this knife on me. It's on my waistband. And I can't... I, Paolo told me like where to meet her, but I couldn't find it. So I'm walking up and down this like platform full of people with this giant knife on my hip. That's illegal. <laughs> so, uh, so I get stopped by uh, a police officer. He's a young guy. Um, he was probably younger than I was, but uh, he stopped me and was talking to me. And I was like, uh, no comprendo. Uh and he ended up having to call like I, I think I had her number or something. Luckily I had her number on me and I was able to communicate well enough that it was like, I'm not from here, this is my wife, you give her a call and uh I almost went to jail that night. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So did he take the knife, though? He Yeah, he, he tried, he? and I said no, <laughs> which, is, which is dumb. I shouldn't so, have, like...
1: like... So do you still have the knife? Yeah, I still How, have it. How did you get it on the plane? Like, did you check it? I checked it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why the fuck did you bring the knife to Columbia, <laughs> dude? Uh, well,
3: well, I had just bought the knife, and I was real excited about it. And <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I wonder what a Colombian like, jail would have been like. Yeah. I was close to finding out.
3: Yeah. It would have been cool. It would've been a good story. I mean it's still a good story, I think. Yeah. But Did you ever get sick down there? The f- the first time I went I got um altitude sickness. Okay. Um so well,
1: what was that like entail?
3: I was just tired. Um, my heart would race, you know, just trying to get oxygen yeah. into my body, um, because there's more pressure. So it was a weird feeling, you know, we're from Indiana, the mountainous Area. Um,
1: <laughs>
3: so there was a lot of uh, getting used to that happened but it, after a week or so you were fine yeah it's cool
1: so is her grandma still there?
3: yeah her grandma was here for a while I um, remember like
1: her yeah. being at your house and stuff
3: but she she got dementia and it was getting bad enough to where we couldn't really
1: how old is she? she's old yeah. Sixty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. No, you know, it's like uh I wanna go down there and hang with like Jake and Lauren and all the kids, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I wanna go back to Denmark and see Lars and Maria. Oh yeah, Lars know? is cool. Yeah. You know, that is like one of the things, like I've never been to Ireland. Um Scotland and when uh, Mark and Angie were there you know I was like sucks that never made it over there when they were there it's like I don't know that's like the one thing too man that like most people when they go to a place you know like a foreign country it's totally different when you go and you're with somebody that lives there oh yeah definitely you get to see like the real country not Mm -hmm. like the you know the gringo Fucking just typical tourist spots, you know. That was, and, you know, I was fortunate in a lot of those places. But, like, with Columbia, man, and just, like, that history, you know. Mm-hmm. Did you see any cool wildlife, man? you see any snakes or anything?
3: like? No, but uh, when I was with Jake, we went down to, he grew up in the jungle. Yeah. Around the FARC. The FARC were, were, like, invading in. Yeah, I remember.
1: He would, like, tell me stories yeah. about
3: that. Intense. Yeah. His, one of his best friends got taken by the FARC. Uh, happened? I don't know. I mean, I don't. Either he died or joined the FARC. So,
1: and, like, the FARC are, like, basically Marxist right wing fighters. Yeah, extremists. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. We would talk about that sometimes, you know, just because, like, I kind of was fascinated with just, I don't know, any kind of different culture, but let alone, like, somebody like, especially like him, where he's just, like, a. Solid dude. Yeah, he's just, like, a cool guy, man. Mm -hmm. He's, like, and and so is his wife, you know. Mm -hmm. But, like, uh, I don't know. But, so, what were you you saying, though, like, about wildlife?
3: Oh, uh, we went... (laughs) dude. So, our motorcycles... (laughs) I got to tell you this real quick. We... Jake's a crazy dude. And, like, anyone who's been on a trip with Jake, it usually goes south pretty quick. Yeah,
1: that's why I never went on any of those canoe trips. (laughs) Or, like, that... That time that him and Mike went down. Oh yeah. Remember? Oh,
3: that's like the best it's a story shit ever, show, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Literally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, some of the best stories involve Jake and his uh, adventures, but he, uh, he, he was taking me to where he grew up in the jungle, and we had these little little crappy bikes, and they were like sport bikes. They're made for the road, and he took us off the road, so. Initially, I'm like, okay, I think I'm okay with this. Like, it's pretty rough. It was real rough. I mean, there were, like, potholes everywhere. You had to take it real slow. But then he takes us into these rolling hills. So it's just grass. And, like, the rolling hills, they would be the um, mountains considered here. You know, they're, like, huge. And you can't see anything because the grass is up to your knees. So we both dropped our bikes several times in these rolling hills and uh my bike uh stopped working in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> uh and I had to poop really bad. And I lost my water. Uh so we were stranded for a couple hours. And I just ended up pooping in the in the wild.
1: So is there water <laughs> is there water system though, like the municipal water, is it safe to drink? Uh
3: I think they I think they boil it. Okay. We did, at least, you know, probably for my safety. But um, I think they boil it. I'm not sure. But, yeah, the, the uh, so we got to the jungle where he grew up. And you could hear the monkeys howling. And oh, wow. uh, we went into the lake where he uh, grew up in. And there's just, like, fish biting on me, which freaked me out, you know? Yeah. But it was great. It was awesome to see, just, like, put myself in his shoes for a little bit. Yeah. What
1: month of the year were you there?
3: Uh, March.
1: What was the temperature like?
3: It's pretty much uh, 60 to 70 year round. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And the mountains really help that too. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit colder in Bogota than it is around just because of those mountains.
1: Um, but it's really nice.
2: Man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like Bogota. I mean, yeah, I remember like the first time I was in New York City and just like how big that city is. But like, Bogota it's kind of like you know Sao Paulo like how it makes like our big cities look small
3: yeah it's huge yeah and then there's like slums around the uh, mountains and that's really depressing to see and actually we went to uh Cartagena which is on the coast we went to like a resort uh we flew there and it was much hotter there it was like 80 80 to 90 in Cartagena and you're on the ocean. Um, but was what was really depressing and it was kind of hard, I feel bad saying this, it was hard to like relax and enjoy your time because you can look over and see a village and you're like, ah, this, is, this isn't right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was
1: weird. Didn't you see like a mugging? Like
3: a bus oh thing? yeah. Um, yeah, that happens a lot. Uh, someone stole someone's purse while I was on the bus. And Wasn't
1: there I remember you like telling me like like tattoos down there,
3: oh yeah, like, they're looked down on really? the criminals have tattoos, so it's still a little um behind the u s yeah,
1: so like were you looked
3: at like I was looked at in a lot of ways because i was i'm considered tall down there, I'm like five oh. ten, so I'm not really i mean I'm pretty average here, but uh i was, <laughs> I was on the bus one time these uh this group of ladies were laughing and, like, saying stuff, and I had no idea what they were saying, and then later we we got off the bus, and Paolo was like, they were making fun of your feet, they were calling you a monster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, we're 45 minutes into it. You... So, sorry. No, no, man, like, <laughs> we want to have you, uh, you guys back. Again, we'll make this, uh reoccurring thing cool it would
3: be great That's
1: cool with you yeah brandon do you have anything to say <laughs>
3: uh, about columbia anything <laughs> i <nah>, not really <laughs> <laughs> but. i don't have anything
2: to say i don't have anything to say
1: okay well so, this has been the grant and casey show <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, You can hit us up at thepastorandthewitchpodcast at gmail.com. Thepastorandthewitch.com is our website. Or hit us up on our website at Mm thepastorandthewitch.com. Did I already say that? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I'm tired. (laughs) Or our Facebook page. Anywhere that you listen to the podcast, we're on there. Say something to end it, babe.
2: Have a great night.